Hi, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. We're your hosts, Kiara and Yesenia. We're two neighbors and friends doing a podcast from the closet with our wine. In this podcast, we're getting real about life, kids, womanhood, and all the in-between, completely unfiltered. If you haven't yet, please follow us on our Instagram, lifeslemonade.unfiltered, and please don't forget to rate and review our podcast. It helps us get seen and heard so that we can keep this fun stuff going. Hallelujah. Okay. All right, we start um, with technical difficulties. <laughs> where are we? I don't even it's know that kind of a day. Mondays, uh, bless Mondays, but this today is just one of those days that's endless, it feels like. I still just feel like I'm um, sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. I couldn't sleep last night. I can never sleep when Rick's not home. Yeah. And then... The dogs, I feel like we're just waiting for him to come home. Oh, yeah. So they so were restless. Yeah. yeah. Well, we forgot to say hello. Hi, Lemon Drops. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. <laughs> this has been a day. So oh my we, gosh. I guess we just need to like decompress a little. It's just today is a good day to talk about self-care because I feel like I'm neglecting Your some self-care. of. Yes. In the way of rest today. Yeah. This is my first time sitting today other oh than driving. Gosh. I uh, took a nap. <laughs> but See, it was like I would literally be too 20 minutes. If I didn't have Gigi. 20 minutes. And I woke up, you know, when you wake up from like a, such a short nap, but it feels like you've been. <laughs> and you're like, you don't even know what day it is. Yeah. I'm going to open my drink because I'm like, I need it. And I had to go get the kids and I'm like, it just, it wasn't long enough. It needed to keep going, but I had to go get them. So my plan was to go get them and then tell them to just be quiet so I could go back <laughs> to sleep. But by the time I got home, I was over it Yeah, and I had stuff to do. So yeah. And then you'd be like double out of it. Yeah. And I want to sleep too. I'm not a I'm napper. In a bad I can't, cycle. Yeah. yeah. I can't nap. It throws me off. And then mm-hmm. I wake up so disoriented and then I get headaches and yes. I just, I'm grumpy. It's just not a good combination. Yeah. That's how I am too. Unless I do like a 20 minute. Yeah. Anything more than that. Then I can't even do that. I'm not. Because my mind's so busy during the day that I just don't think I could turn it off. So that's one of the self-care things. Actually, I was just talking to someone about it last week that I really need to start my meditation practice regularly again, because it's been probably six months that I haven't been consistent with my breath work and meditation. And I, I feel that like, like even in my story this morning, I was like, I just have a lot of thoughts. And when I meditate regularly, I don't have as many frenzied, yeah, because you're, like, getting it all out scheduled yeah. regularly. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's not even, like, having the actual time set up to to sit quietly, like, during the day. That's not going to happen. But I used to listen to guided meditations to fall asleep, like, body scans mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And even though I would fall asleep during them, I feel like they help so much. What do you do to take care of yourself? Mm. What comes to mind first, like, your body or your mind? Um, I don't know. Honestly. Very specific <laughs> questions here today. You know what I really realized today, though, is that my when I need to like unstress or when I'm stressed and I need to get my mind yeah. off of it, I'm like a shopper. Oh, like I love to mindless, shop. Like yeah, which I don't. I don't like to shop normally. Like I'm not a shopper. So when you person. catch, your, are you mindful of it now? Because like, do you catch yourself like wanting to look through? 
TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this is your, yeah. you're not it's okay. It's like my like time filling yes. when I don't want to face like everything else Reality. that's going on. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So where'd you go? <laughs> you went somewhere <laughs> recently. I could see it. Where did I go today? <laughs> I went to the mall. Oh. Oh yeah. gosh, kill me. I hate the mall. Well, I didn't intentionally go to the mall. I was trying right. to go to <laughs> Dick's, that which makes... is connected. It is. And so I was but walking not, around Dick's. But not. So... I was walking around Dick's and I like walked to one side of the store and it opens to the mall. Like it's there's no doors. It's uh-huh. just you can see yeah. it. And I was like, oh, I'm in the mall. Yeah. So then I walked. I was like, what, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Like, <laughs> You're tired, Kayla. Go home and take a nap. <laughs> I know. I really could have yeah. like done something better with my time i think what people need to know is why we're so tired and yesterday happened to be mother's day yeah and And we both had busy saturdays we did i know events oh my gosh so busy all the things yeah and then I, I feel like I've been sleep deprived since Thursday because yes. Will and I went on a date. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because yeah. we then went you guys on Friday. Friday. <sighs> so it's just been like the, it's Monday and we're paying our consequences sure. for our decisions. And I mean, we needed a date night, so I don't mm-hmm. regret that. But it's just like there's been no stopping since then. Yeah, it was just a really busy yeah. weekend. And it was Alexia's birthday too. Or, you know, we started kind of her birthday celebrations yeah. Saturday. So it's just been... Yeah. ridiculous but yeah. yesterday morning we wanted to watch the sunrise at the, the beach. beach and we live an hour away from the ocean so we were on the road at what 4 45 yeah i think i was in front of your driveway at 4 45 i was like i'm getting in yep um yeah so i mean it was a great way to start the day i know i was thinking <laughs> i'm like the entire drive to the beach we didn't have music on no we, <laughs> we just, just talked, talked it's way. so crazy like we really can just talk forever <laughs> it's really rare Especially that at 4 45 in the morning and we we're like we don't have we always have words we do <laughs> but even when according we don't, to our, even to when we don't have words I know. Which is I, rare. Yeah, which Where is rare. It's not like a weird, like, trying to find it's, words. No, it's just like it's a... Just huh. like, it's just like a pause. A, yeah. A complete just pause. Be quiet. Yeah, so... But we had words. We had, <laughs> yes. And so we went to the beach. It was kind of cold. The Windy. sun never really came up, but we got little flashes of it. Yeah, it was and, like a cloudy, yeah. cloudy day. And I was trying to convince you really hard to get in that water, because I think it's a shame of a trip if you don't get in the water and oh my gosh yeah I had a friend comment I posted it on Facebook uh-huh. and she lives um like a little bit north of LA and she commented and she's like I've been living in Southern California for the better part of 12 years and I've never been more than ankle deep in the that's ocean. crazy to me and I, I was, was telling like, you that day I'm what like, that girl that came up to us she when we were trying to brave ourselves to go in she was like I haven't been in the water in three years I just can't imagine not feeling that urge to jump in mama ocean or like, even put your feet in she was wearing tennis shoes like, like she didn't even stick her feet in the water i don't know where have you always felt connected to water yeah well Me, i grew up on an I, island yeah but i mean like <laughs> so i'm sure even some people there don't go to the water mm-hmm. you know like i i mean i lived close to the coast most of my life and i knew people that hate the beach i just don't understand how that can happen yeah i don't know it's either like, but i so hmm. The, my hula teacher who named my kids, she uh-huh. also named me. And my middle name means 
the ocean waves that bring you home. Okay, so say your Hawaiian middle name. Kalai Okamoana. That's so yeah. beautiful. And it just means like, no matter where you are, the ocean will always bring you home. Kalai Okamoana. Mm-hmm. That's so pretty. But I'm like, oh, when she, because she gives you these names yeah. and like, you don't argue about it like right. she, when she named my kids she was like this is their name That's and such a you don't say spiritual oh, I don't really thing. like that yeah. it just is what it is and it fit them but when she gave me my name I was like yeah like that's yeah that's me like yeah the ocean I love that that's just so been, beautiful yeah but yeah, yeah so, so I don't know how people don't like the ocean I don't know but I convinced you and we ran in and it was so beautiful and it I told you the water wasn't that cold. Mm -mm. I told you. In comparison to like getting out and the wind. (laughs) The wind was cold. I was almost like, oh, I should have stayed in longer. Um, I know. I My dad saw the video and he was like, how cold was it? And I was like, it honestly wasn't that cold. And he's like, you sure ran out of there quick. And I was like, the current was pulling us. The current was pulling us. And the wind wind, uh, was pretty high too. Yeah. And the waves were big. I'm like, I'm not about to get sucked out to sea. It's not that warm. But it felt so good after. There's just that, that feeling like, I don't know how you feel with your anxiety, but I feel like the way I know I have anxiety just living in me is like my skin feels like yes. it vibrates yeah you know mm-hmm. and when I get in the water it just like oh. it resets your body yeah it just brings me back to this like calm feeling and even though it doesn't last forever I wish it could yeah. you know but um yeah it, it was it, like, it, uh... it's so grounding to me mm-hmm you know, so I was so grateful. And we went to Earth Cafe and we had those delicious pastries and took forever to get our drinks, but they were good. And we were like wet and salty. <laughs> and and salty. I had salt in my eyebrows. Like, I had it in crusty. my hair. Like, oh, I went, I went to, like, I came you know home. How we brushed our hair when we got in the car. Yeah. I, like I looked all neat and I got home and I looked in the shower in the <laughs> mirror and there's like sand everywhere sprinkled. Yeah. Yeah. I went to get in the shower and I like pulled my bathing suit yeah. bottoms down and sand just flaked yeah. because I was dry. It just went everywhere, everywhere. And i was like oh Oops. but it was in all the places yeah 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 mine too yeah but it was great and then what did you do after that because kinda... <sighs> oh i had to take rick to the airport he had a business trip out of town so we drove all the way down to san diego yeah and then when i was down there i realized we were super close to La Jolla, which is why would you not go I to the love, beach again? I love La Jolla so much. Like I, I don't think know I've what only been there is. once. I just love it. It's so it's fun. Like kind of the, I like the feeling of the cove being tight, like yes. that little drive through there. Yeah. I mean, I've only been through it once, yeah. but it's like a bunch of cute restaurants yeah, and shops, hotels, like, like boutique hotels. Yeah. So they're small, and it's right on the cliffs. And there's like the little bay where all the seals yes. come up because uh-huh. it's protected. So the kids like to sit on the benches that overlook the little bay and watch the seals swim. Yeah. I think it's so funny. So we did like a little walking loop, and then I was like, oh my gosh, it's two. We haven't eaten lunch, so we stopped at a place called The Spot and had Ooh. lunch together on the patio. Yeah. That was cute. And then we drove all the way home. We didn't get home until like four. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we had had plans to do, to do dinner. dinner and, yeah. We had big plans. We had big plans. <laughs> we were going to go to Korean barbecue with five, five children. I mean, Glad what we the heck were that. we thinking? I don't know. But I mean, it, it worked out in our favor that we couldn't find reservations yeah. and... And I think as the week progressed, we so many change of plans and stuff. Yeah, because we realized that it was it was a, a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> it was going to be a Considering lot. Considering we the, were a lot. Wa- awake from the oh crack of dawn, literally. Yeah, because so, I woke up at 
3.45 because yeah. Aiden was sick. So he That's woke right. me up before my alarm even went off. So I was like... Oh. And I, I couldn't sleep because I was afraid of oversleeping, <laughs> which is so weird because I wake up at 4.15 yeah. three days a week. But just knowing it was one of my off days, like my brain didn't... I didn't trust myself to not sleep in. Because <laughs> so I wake... ready. Yeah. The days I work, I really... I wake up like minutes before my alarm goes off at 4.15. Yeah. Yeah, so I know it was a long day, and then when we you, thought we were gonna like, no, I came have home. All the drinks. We were gonna watch movies. We we're gonna have a sleepover. Well, we kind of we kind of we, we checked off some of those things. Yeah, we saw the sunrise. We sure did. We had the drinks. We did. You had the drinks. I sure did. You had the drinks. Yes, I did. Uh huh. Um, I'll get to that. <laughs> And the, we had we had Asian food. We did. We did. And Thai we food. had the kids together. So that's Mother's yeah. Day. That was what we. That's fine. We, and that we was all four. got to bed at a decent. That hour. was for tally marks that we got. Was yeah. Will so surprised that he came home to like quiet? Everybody was just ready for bed. No, I don't think so because oh. I'm pretty structured. I know, but when we were talking about it, I know. remember with him. Yeah. And Rick at the pool, and we were like, we're going to drink, we're going to party, I we're going to have a sleepover. I think we were exaggerating it, though. Yeah, we like, were. Because they already think we're crazy. But so I don't know, because it, it could very I mean, well go that happened, way. But I really knew how beyond. my Monday was going to go. Yeah, that's and true. I have a busy, so I knew I couldn't like go too yeah. crazy. I even said that when we said it. I'm like, no, I, I have stuff to I do know, Monday. But you say you're not going to go too crazy, and sometimes it still gets crazy. <sighs> that's true. I guess it was me, you never know. With me, you never know. Uh, Yeah, so while you were doing that, I was cleaning the house. I just went into this frenzy of feeling like I didn't have time Saturday to catch up on my things or Sunday to catch up on my things. And it was like, okay, this is my time. Or Sunday. Why am I saying? Yeah, Sunday morning. Because, I mean, by 930, I've done a lot of those things that I did. So, And Will had to work. So it was just going to be me and the girls. And um, it was my aunt's birthday, too. And it was a, a big thing of like, do I go and be there for my aunt? But then I'm going to totally exhaust myself. I just need to stay home. You yeah, know, could you imagine you would have been so I would have been exhausted. I wouldn't have been able to enjoy myself being on such a tight yeah. timeline. I yeah. just, you know, if I'm going to do it, I just want to do one thing. Yeah. When you have to like go from here to there to here to there, you can't yeah. really be in the moment because you're worried yeah. about the next thing. Exactly. Then, yeah. So, yeah, it just didn't work out. But staying home was what I needed and we stopped on the way home at Barron's and I got myself a mango Will's, no it was an orange mimosa orange, that's right. it was really good yeah, I and I it. had the whole bottle <laughs> over that period of time what time did I open it I like, don't, uh two at like two okay well that's not terrible yeah because I came over <laughs> at 5 30 and you were but having then I had, the last then class. I had two white claws <laughs> after that but I think because it was light stuff it, yeah. and over a long period of time and I was eating. Yeah. You know, so I, I didn't, I felt it, but I didn't feel it. I like don't feel it today. No, yeah. not at all. But I was really good about switching to water too. And yeah. so then whatever. But I was like, this is the Mother's Day I was supposed to have. And I got into a, like a little pity party for a little while. And that's the thing with like social media. Like you see other people doing so many different things like you did posted about the uh st patty's day remember how like that feeling of like you're not doing enough yeah not doing enough yeah 
well, I almost felt like they're not doing enough. Like, <laughs> this is supposed to be my motherfucking day. Like, why is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, oh, like the kids aren't doing enough or yeah, will or, or will, whoever. Yeah, but, yeah. It, but it was triggered by my ex-husband yeah. because he called our daughter and he was like, well, if I would have known you weren't going anywhere, then I would have picked you up and spent time with you. Yeah. And it just made me feel like it's Mother's Day anyway, whether I'm choosing to do something or not. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to go and do something. Yeah. And you know what makes me so mad is that I let him affect me that way. Yeah. So like I kind of went through this little moment and I was in the shower and I was just like pep talking myself. Like, is any this is what you wanted. You wanted to stay home. You wanted to just be home. That comment shouldn't even affect you this way. So I had this whole thing and then I text Will. I was like, I'm sorry if I made you feel like shit earlier because I had like a short response. He was like, how's your day going? Yeah. You know, and, nice. and I was when... like, it's okay. And he was like, just okay. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and like, I was super short and I was just, it, but it was right after that had happened. So yeah. I wasn't in my best And I'm place. sure he could tell, like, yeah. you can tell. Mm-hmm. You can't fake it with the people that know you the mm-hmm. best. So Yeah. But then I apologized to him and it was fine. And then I felt, I'm just going to move on move on yeah. and enjoy this moment. Yeah. And so I did. And then we had Thai food and it was yeah, great. It was, fun. it was, yeah. But today has been just nuts. Oh gosh, I know. But so this is why I'm saying like self-care is so important and I need to get on my meditation practice. But you still haven't told me. What? What, what you do. self-care yeah. is. Yeah, I don't really know. When you feel that way. So when you go shopping <laughs> unnecessarily, I think it's, I think, I don't know if shopping is actually self-care. I think it's more of like, no, I'm a, saying when you um, find yourself shopping because mm-hmm. you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or whatever mm-hmm. it is and you go, I've been neglecting my self-care. It, what does that bring you back to? Go to bed early and binge watch mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's self-care. There's like, sometimes like a you just huge, need to zone out. There's like a huge debate too. Like I've seen people say like, oh, my self-care is like going to the gym and mm. taking a shower uninterrupted oh, and yeah. like making myself like a good dinner. But to me, I'm like, that's not self-care. Those are, those are the things that you should be able to do because does your husband get to do those things when he wants to Mm -hmm. you know what I mean or he wouldn't consider that self-care it's just basic it's just it's just but that's how that's what's crazy is that we are under especially as women I think we have diminished our needs so much that those things are considered self-care like taking a bath yes Uh, that is my self-care which I I, I'm always saying I don't like baths the truth is I do like them But, but I don't like to take them because every time I'm taking a bath, rushed. there's an interruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, everybody else can disappear to the bathroom for an hour, but I can't, yeah. you know, so then it just makes me frustrated. So therefore, I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm not a bath person. Yeah. But really, I, I enjoy taking baths. I love taking good baths. Yeah. So that's a good. So I think I think what needs to happen is that more women need to start asking for the things that they want like like my friend Amelia you know she like her story leading up to Mother's Day was hilarious because every day she would post something like all the moms want the moms have voted all the moms just want to be left alone for the day and it was like different versions of funny reels yeah and I think we could all get on board with that because it's just a day to where 
Like, I don't know why in the past it's just been like, oh, you have to spend the time with your mom and do all these things. Yeah. It's, so it's weird more like, like, a, a, like a reversal, right? Of like people pleasing. Yeah. And like, I feel like on Father's Day when I was growing up, my dad would be like, oh, I'm going to go golfing. Yeah. Like that was his Father's Day. He got to go. That's and great. And would do like dinner or something. But then like on Mother's Day, we're like, what does mom want to do with all of us? Right. You know? And like, I'm sure she would have loved to have gone yeah. and done something on her own. For like, sure. I've said it. I would be happy if I could like kick everyone out of the house for a day. I've, I don't think I've ever been home a whole day by myself ever. Oh, yeah. So our plan next year is yes. to get a hotel room. We're, when we already told the guys quietly, but which is so gonna... funny how they said like, okay, then we're taking a week. Why do if we take a day? How do they get a week? Know, they like, planned, what like, the fuck? What did they plan? Like a motorcycle motorcycle trip Sturgis I don't don't even know I was I stopped listening when he said a week (laughs) honestly you're like okay here or like this is the thing is that if if women take a day a man has to take more why (laughs) that's where my brain's going I don't know I don't know. So I didn't get my day. My husband doesn't really go and do things though. And I wish he would because I feel like it would help I feel him the same. Relax. Maybe this is what they need. Like you need go and do something. The last do time something. Will went go. away, he went to Utah on a bike trip, on a BMX trip. He had a great time and he came home so refreshed. And I think this this is the stuff that we need to support each other on, you know, is yeah, taking that like, time to, it's not abandonment. It's like, it's yeah. refueling. Yeah. And I feel like too, it's not just as moms, we need like that time away, that time away. Like they need it too mm-hmm. from whatever their life is dealing with, you know? But like, maybe the difference is they don't advocate for themselves where I think like, at least for me personally, I'm learning to, to do that because I... But yeah. I think there are men that that do that do very that often. Very often. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I, I think just... we just married similar people. <laughs> Isn't that funny yeah. how we're so inverse in different ways? Oh my gosh! So on Mother's Day, <laughs> uh-huh. I just thought of, I was oh my gosh! I'm like, today. what? I, I haven't heard this. Not Mother's Day. I didn't Day. see this part. Not Mother's Day. On Father's Day, um, at one of the wineries, there's a dad's cornhole competition, Ooh. and you buy a ticket, and it's for two people, and they play on a team. And compete we for this pot. Wouldn't that be so cute to have them play When cornhole? is Father's Day? Because I think June you might 19th. be gone. Like, right? I just thought that it'd be, be so, so funny fun. to watch them play on a team together. Rick loves to compete in cornhole. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Will compete in anything. <laughs> Not because like <laughs> there haven't been opportunities. It's He's superstitious. So like when he has his um, like BMX races... He doesn't invite me, but it's like I've caught oh, on to it. you've never watched him? No. Oh, I've never yeah. seen the competitive side of him. He tells me he's super com- competitive, but I've never seen it. Because huh. he's suspi- uh, suspicious. Superstitious. He's suspicious, too. <laughs> he, he's superstitious about it. So oh. I haven't come to any of his races. What is the superstition? He says There's... every time people have come to watch him, he's lost. That would be fun. I'll have to talk to a little dad bonding. They're having bromosas. (laughs) Bromosas. I love it. Let's do it. All right. We got to get that on the books for them. Yeah. Because I also feel like we need to make them do the things. If they go and do the things and realize how much it de-stresses them, then I think they would also be more understanding Understanding. about why we need to do the things to unstress. And then it'd be a mutual thing. Yeah. You know, but we're all just like... I work hard. I work hard. And I think we get bitter that the other person's doing something that, that is doing that for them. I know I, I catch myself. So sometimes like, we'll be like, can can I go ride tonight? And in my head, I want to be like, no, (laughs) I'm tired. Like I'm coming home from work, but he needs it. So I'm like, yeah, just go and I'll figure it out. You know? Yeah. I don't even say I'll figure it out anymore. I'm just like, yeah, just go. Yeah. 
and adjust because it's like me saying I need to go to yoga. You know, that's my yeah. my self-care is like meditation and trying to make it to a yoga class at least once a week. Yeah. That's and if he's asking goal. to go, then that's him like voicing. That's his, what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. It was funny when Rick was packing his bags to leave after we got home from the beach. I was like, thanks for letting me go this morning. And he just looked at me yeah. confused and he was like, of course. Yeah. What do you mean letting? Like, yeah. I, just, I don't know, but I'm like, it's just not something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just out of the norm. I feel like we do that with each other sometimes, or actually a lot of the time. I think it's like, thanks for, you know, me, yeah. now I just say thank you for making it possible for me to go. Yeah. But it which is, is good appreciation. It is. For yeah. It. So you don't start to like take that for granted. And either. it's not just like a, I'm doing this. And then yeah. it becomes like a, yeah. a yeah. anger thing. That's it's true. Appreciation, whether they let you or not. So you gotta, still... Everyone's got to make time for the things that fuel them. I think that's self-care number one is the things that fuel you. And then yeah. I don't think eating right is a like, let's, let's get past that point where eating a good meal is considered self-care. Yeah, no, that's that is what be... you are deserving of always. Like that is not a luxury luxury yeah. no you should enjoy every fucking bite you put in your mouth <laughs> i'm just saying like that's my that's one of the things i find myself on like the days i don't work is i make myself something really yummy mm -hmm. and i'm uh, guilty of feeling like that's my treat to myself i've seen people who are like oh you know i have a toddler so my like food consists of like chicken nuggets and like no. mac and cheese and i'm like oh let me tell you this no. yeah like and then feed your toddler some yummy yeah, food. Yeah, because you're teaching them in turn. Like, it's just like, like a vicious cycle. This is how cycle. mommy takes care and of herself. Like, gotta, the, my kids know when it's time to cook dinner, I put my headphones on and they yeah, do not bother me. That's, that's my self-care. Yes. I listened to a I podcast like with my huge <laughs> yeah. headphones on. Did you see me out there today? Yes, taking the I trash did. Out. Uh -huh. <laughs> if I get too far away, yeah. they disconnect from the <laughs> But... Yeah, they know. Like, I put my headphones on and make dinner, and they don't bother yeah. me because that's yeah. just like my time to. It's good. I think it's good for our people to, to see us have this time carved out because yeah. they're going to learn their tra their habits from us. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't want my kids to suffer the same way. I'm, you know, like, why is it taking me so long to figure it out? If they just grow up with feeling like this is the norm, mm -hmm. then like they can only keep getting better from there. You know, we we we're starting them on like some good practices I think I think too like I don't know I've thought about this where it's like with every stage of life and age you kind of have more awareness yeah but I've always kind of thought that like yeah. oh you know you're like 15 you don't get it yet and then when you're 25 you get it but you don't get this yet and like it comes with age but I don't think that's true anymore I think that if you have parents who can teach you to have that awareness, yeah. you can learn those things much younger and it yes. saves you a lot of like, life uh, yeah, is going to be hard, exactly. but it saves you a lot of... It's more reality mm -hmm. as opposed to like having, a sh being in shock of how the world really operates. Being naive to yeah. like people's, especially like yeah. friendships in your oh, younger gosh. 20s, like not allowing yes. that to yes. happen and not having boundaries. I tell like, my girls that all the time. I didn't I'm know like, the word boundaries till yeah. like three years ago. I'm like you have the option to walk away from friends that you feel are not making you feel like your best. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel when you leave them? And if it's not good, then you have everything in your power to say, I, this isn't for me. Yeah. But I you think don't owe anybody. Still, anything. There's like us growing up in a generation. It was like, include everyone right like, yeah you have to get along and yeah. there are still parents that parent that way and it's like yeah. no we don't have to get along like right. 
we don't have to fight, but we right. can go our separate ways. Right, it's like absolutely. the it's like the every kid in the class getting invited yeah. to the birthday party. I like, know, it's kind of no, like I'm not inviting your kid who's a bully. Getting the participation trophy. <laughs> you know what? Then what? Then what good does it do for the kids that really worked hard, worked really hard, and they are a star athlete or a star scholar or whatever? Yeah. You know, like I think even parents have gotten a little soft on this. It's I when my kid messes up, please tell me, and I will mm-hmm. be the first to say, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. I'll handle this. I'm not going to think my kid's perfect, but." <laughs> it just went off there. Whoa, ah, this is what happens, guys. We talk about self care and it leads us into all the things. We're like a roller coaster. Yeah, but no, self, no we're, on self, a, we're on the slow boat. We're on the slow boat that goes kind of fast sometimes when it goes on a loop de loop. You know, like it gets a little bit of motion and it goes. So, yeah, my, so my baby turns. Do we oh, self care? Oh my gosh. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> do the things. Yeah, do all the things. Fill your cup then pour from it and voice your needs yes oh my gosh my mind is see i'm telling you my mind is racing i did have an energy drink though Maybe oh it's i saw in. that how did that make you feel well you can tell I mean, my <laughs> mind is racing i'm gonna have to do another workout are you gonna really go to myself sleep out. i think so because i have a lot to do tonight so my baby's turning six my first baby is turning 16 tomorrow and I know, it's, crazy. it's just like tripping me out i was looking at old photos on facebook today just trying to like so I can do a little timeline of yeah. her and it's just like bringing up all the feels and I can't believe she's going to be 16. Like I was just the scared 19 year old mom and here she is she's close to the age that I had her and it's just fucking blowing my mind. I can't like, I can't even handle it. So yeah, she's a little bit bummed about her birthday this year because it fell so close to Mother's Day. And next weekend, she's got uh, performances for dance for school. So this whole week, she's got rehearsal till six or seven, depending on the dances they're doing. And so it's like kind of a bummer. But I have a surprise plan for her tomorrow. I'm going to get some of her girlfriends to come over for a little dessert and hot tub, at least for them. That'll be fun. Yeah. And and so, yeah. I'm just like having all the feels. Yeah. I can't believe she's 16. I can't even imagine having a 16. It trips me out when people ask me how old are your kids. And I'm like, I start with the highest number. And I'm like, I don't even feel old enough to have a 16 year old. Yeah, I know. I still say five and eight. And I'm like, wait, six <laughs> and nine. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because their birthdays are so close together that like, yeah, I'm still trying that's to like true. see what remember yeah. how old Allie turned and then Aiden has his birthday. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And we, then you do we, the subtraction. Up a whole then you do the subtraction, together. right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh man, she's going to be 16 tomorrow. So, it's so crazy. Babies. I Mother's Day. She Actually, tomorrow, baby. interesting little fact for all our non-Mexican listeners <sighs> is um, May 10th is always Mother's Day in Mexico oh, and really? some other Latin American countries. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, like from the beginning, all my aunts would be like, oh, she's your gift for Mother's Day. You Aww. know, so That's she sweet. was a long labor. Oh. She was... I think because I was so young and so petite, the, my doctor was afraid that she would be too big for me. Okay. So he induced me a week early, mm-hmm. and I was in the hospital from Monday at 7 p.m. till I had her Wednesday 2 a.m. Oh, my god! And I did probably more than half of that first of that. I probably did 70% of that unmedicated. Okay. And that's why my sister said... That she would just watch me like, are you feeling this? Because she was like, why is she being so tough? Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So I ended up having her only like two days before her due date. And yeah, because the whole yeah. <laughs> three days went by. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was miserable because I couldn't eat. Oh, and everyone that would visit part. and I was in there forever mm-hmm. and everyone that visited me and my ex would like show up with food and I'm like you fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> don't eat that in yeah, here like like I can't eat I'm eating ice chips for three fucking days and you come in here with it or know? like two <laughs> sips of cranberry ap- apple juice I, I don't think they even oh gave me gosh. juice I was on ice chips strictly I just saw this girl that I follow on Instagram she just had her baby and like right before her like when she's like wasn't in active labor but yeah. she was having contractions and i yeah. think her water broke so she was like within hours of giving birth yeah. and she's eating chick-fil-a and i was like how are they letting you eat i That's- don't know if the rules have changed but i could not eat when i had my kids and it was I'm like wondering- a full day process too so it was like when- i starved for 24 hours yeah yeah so wouldn't let me eat with Gigi, i didn't either once i went in the hospital yeah but I did take snacks and I did advocate for myself to have like almonds and dried fruit. Yeah. Because that was the thing with Gigi this last time I did hypnobirthing and it was like, you know, shout out to Nicole Kosh. Mm. She is awesome hypnobirther mama. Maybe we can Ooh, get her on. That'd be funny. Um, but uh, she was like, you need to ask for fuel. Like you, there's no reason why you, actually you don't need to ask for fuel. There's no reason why a birthing mom shouldn't be able to have some calories to get this baby out, you know? Yeah, seriously. So, How are you supposed to birth a whole child yeah. for hours and hours with yeah. no nourishment? No it's nourishment. crazy. Which goes to show you, like, even with my first, with Alexia, you know, like, I felt so exhausted when it was all done. Like, I remember feeling, like, laying there trying to get her to latch on and just feeling like, all the life left me literally. Mm -hmm. And that was why, like I was on a whole day and a half, almost two days of no nourishment. And I was expected to progress in this labor, you know, like it just, it's crazy. So after that experience with my second birth, I wanted it to be more um, like as less invasive as medically as possible as, you know? Yeah. You heard. (laughs) Yeah. Less invasive. Yeah. That was like when I had Allie, I hadn't eaten in like days. It's ridiculous. Probably two or two days. Were you induced? Yeah. And um, then when she finally came and then I had anxiety, which then diminishes your appetite even more. Oh my gosh. I lost probably like, I remember coming home from the hospital after the first week that I was there and telling my mom I feel like I've lost like 30 pounds I'm gonna go weigh myself and she's like don't do that you're gonna be disappointed you don't lose that much weight that quickly I had lost 30 pounds within four days of having her because I I hadn't eaten for two days and then I had her and I had so much anxiety that I didn't stop eating more I just wasn't eating I hadn't eaten for like a week that's so traumatizing but like how do you once you get into that spiral of like not nourishing your body and not eating how do you come back out of that you know like it's harder to get yourself out of that so yeah I feel like with yeah it's crazy having a baby like they should allow you to be nourished up until because after is so exhausting that you need everything you can get right and I know like the whole point is for if you have to have a emergency surgery they don't want you to puke up 
and you know all that but, but there's what so are many, the chances but there's so much medical staff on too if i was puking i would expect somebody to get the suction thing out real quick and yeah. if it's if it's to prevent pooping i'm sorry y'all pooping is normal <laughs> during labor no yeah no i think it's for if they have to intubate you oh, and put you okay. under for an emergent like if you hemorrhage or something if oh. you puke and into the tube then they all go in your lungs and and you're oh. asleep like it's a whole thing okay which is the why i've always heard that you can't oh. eat but what are the let's like weigh what are the chances of that happening i'm versus sure it does happen but versus having some the nutrients proper energy even a push. little bit like spread out here and there yeah. so. well with malaya the whole plan got blown to shit <laughs> she was she was a uh, frank breach just like will and i had to have a scheduled c-section and that was probably the worst recovery yeah. ever i would much rather have 10 vaginal births versus one cesarean. I don't know how women choose it because it's so painful and it's the most unnatural way that you can have a baby. Obviously there are times when it's necessary and yes, but I am just, you know, it's crazy how much doctors push cesareans. So it's a convenient way to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, I went in for my 37 week appointment and Aiden was breached and they Mm -hmm. were like, okay, we're going to schedule you to come in to do the, what is it called? The maneuver where they flip them. Mm -hmm. And they said, we'll schedule you at 38 week or Mm -hmm. 37 and a half weeks. So you have three days to like do these, you know, upside down laying things to get him to flip on his own. Um, but then they that said, we'll flip him. We'll be monitoring him. Yeah. If he goes into distress, we'll rush you into emergency yeah. C- a C-section yeah. surgery. And I didn't have a C-section in the alley and it terrified me. Yeah. And I called my aunt who is an OBGYN and uh-huh. she's delivered so many babies. And she was like, how, how far along are you? And I said, 37 weeks. And she's like, you have so much time for him to flip on his yeah. own. She's like, no, tell them no. Say you yeah. can try to flip him at, cause they have to try to flip him before they get too big, which is why they had to do it early. Right. But they said, she said, no, wait till you're 39 weeks before they try that. That's crazy. So I went in for my 38 week appointment and that. he had flipped on his own. I wish I had known that because I, I feel like I've always gotten into that fearful space, especially because Will is in the medical industry. Mm -hmm. So with like, I needed to also do what he felt comfortable with. Yes. And, um, I didn't, I chose to have the cesarean versus them flipping her because if he flipped her, then he would have to induce me right away. And I didn't want to be induced because it brought me back to trauma from number one, you know? So I was like, I want my body to just, if I have to have a cesarean, I'm just going to do it because I'm not going to put my body through all that to just end up with a cesarean anyway. How far along were you? With her, I was, I think, 38 when they did the C-section. Aiden flipped all on his own because they tried to do that whole route with me. And I was like, no. So when I called her, she was like, babies can flip up until 39 and a half I wish I had known that. So I waited and I went back in and they were like, oh, he's head down. I'm like... Like, See, I feel like could've... I feel like she would have, but then also knowing now in retrospect how much of will she is, and she how much might... did she weigh when she was born? She was seven fifteen. Oh yeah, she was a big baby then. Well, Alexia not big, was but... seven seven. Malaya was seven fifteen, and Gigi was eight fifteen, eight thirteen. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ali was six three, and Aiden was six twelve. Oh man, they were small babies. Yeah, so he yeah, had, I had to big flip babies. In there. I guess considering for my body size, <laughs> yeah, a whole pound bigger than. Yeah, I know with Gigi, it was like I did the whole hypnobirthing. People leave me alone. I still had to be induced because I went to forty-one weeks, but um, but I still did it unmedicated. You went I was forty-one weeks with your third. Uh huh. 
She was comfortable in there, girl. No, she didn't want to come out. She I was still doing, wants to crawl you back know up what? in there, probably. <laughs> I did kundalini yoga regularly during that pregnancy. And I did just a lot of yoga in general. I did a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation. I did the hypnobirthing. It was a very conscious pregnancy. Yeah. And it just made all the difference. Yeah, I feel Even, like it's so nice because that that's like the difference between having a kid when you're so young versus yes. older. You get you're more aware. Absolutely. When I had <laughs> Allie, I was like, I didn't know what I was I doing. Know. I remember like being so, so like insanely like in re- I just researched everything yeah. about being pregnant. Like yeah. I wanted to know everything. Like all the facts about being pregnant, what you can eat, That's what you can do, what you can do. I don't like, do that. So much. And I then, just had the app. <laughs> that, that I told had like me four enough. apps. That told me I, oh my gosh. I, I knew everything about being pregnant. And I remember having her and it was maybe like an hour or two after I had her and Rick was holding her and I just started crying in the room and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I She's didn't, and I don't I know didn't research do. anything about what to do when it comes <laughs> out. Like I know nothing. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anything about breastfeeding. Oh. Like stupid me thought it was as simple as like, they just and know how to do it. They don't. Your, they don't know you're how the to oldest do. of your siblings. And no one, none of my friends have had babies yeah. yet. Well, wh- one, one of my friends, but her baby was born like two months after Allie. Yeah. So I was like, here's all my advice because right. no, I didn't know anyone that had had a baby um yeah nobody yeah and see for me I feel really blessed in that way that I had my sister that had paid the way and she I mean she was my rock for sure for my first labor she was there for that whole thing and for my second one like she was you know coming over and and helping with all the things that needed to be done yeah I'm I feel so excited for my sister to have a baby because I feel like I can kind of like do it again and guide her with and it can be so much better for her than it was for me because it's gonna be so great even my like my mom was there and she had three kids but so many things I would say and she's like wow that changed so much and they're so different because I remember well I mean I was 23 when I had Allie so that's a 23 no well less than that because she had a little sister but it's a big gap from when she last had a kid and then even now like people who have had kids me so different from eight years ago when I had Alexia there was no apps or anything it was what to expect when you're expecting the yeah. book yeah. <laughs> but the, it's been the same book for like 30 years yeah they need to <laughs> they for sure do but it's such a classic and and then let's see with malaya i don't think i i think i had an app i think that was the first time but it was so basic compared to the one i had available with Gigi. yeah and i did the hypnobirthing route and i was so impressed by how many young moms were in there with their first children Aww. that were like on this now and I was like if I would have known this with Alexia it would have made a world of a difference mm-hmm. to understand even postpartum depression oh and anxiety yeah. right because I I like now looking back on it I know for sure I had it with all of my babies yeah but I didn't know it until the third like it was like this is what they're talking about yeah there were words now and there was concepts around it that yeah. helped me process it in the last few years I've just seen so much um information on it and I'm like yeah, it's when like, I went around nine years ago when I had Allie and yeah. told people that I had postpartum depression yeah 75 percent like of the doctors crazy. were like huh yeah what's that what yeah. is what like I know you have the baby blues I'm like no I'm literally I'm, like I'm, I'm not okay to, yeah and yeah. they're like huh weird I remember it's going to crazy. one therapist and hit and telling him all 
This how you were feeling. Literally two weeks after having Ellie, telling him how I'm feeling and him telling me, oh, you have bipolar disorder. You oh need to be gosh. on so many more meds than you're on now. Because I was on like an anxiety medication, yeah, like Xanax. And he was like, you need to be on like more meds. You have bipolar disorder and completely ignoring the fact that I just had a baby. It wasn't even a topic of discussion. That is nuts. Because and I was like, I remember going, walking out of there so terrified. Like nobody yes. is understanding what I'm trying to tell like them. Like you're speaking another language. Yes. Like you're a baby talking yeah. to an adult and you're like, yeah, yeah even, okay. Even when Allie was 18 months old, I was, Rick was getting ready to leave on deployment and I was, we had just moved to North Carolina. He didn't know anybody like no family around. And I remember telling, like starting to feel anxious and I'm like, my anxiety is coming back. I think I need to see a doctor and see a therapist. Yeah. Cause at that point she was 18 months old. I still had not gone to a therapist Wow. because I tried and nobody, nobody understood. understood you. So I said, I think I need to go. So I went into, I remember going into my doctor and saying, I want a referral to a therapist. I'm dealing with anxiety. Where did you have the wherewithal to know that you needed that? If nobody understood. so bad. Yeah. But like, if all the medical professionals that you were talking I know. to Isn't that didn't understand that, how did you understand that? Were you researching like crazy? Um, I read Brooke Shields' uh, book, Down Came the Rain. Have you ever heard of it? No. But she had a really bad postpartum depression. I think she was the first like celebrity or person to, to ever write a book about it. That's so And nuts. I remember reading it in the middle of the night and just like being like, that's this is what I because I felt like no you one finally understood. Yeah, and no one else could no one has ever felt this before because clearly no one knows what's going on. And I read it and I'm like, oh, it happened to her too, you That's know? Like so great I'm not crazy. That you had that reference, but how frustrating that you had to go through yeah. so much of this well, so to get yourself some help. I put I told my doctor I wanted a therapist, and he was like, Well, I think you should try medication. I can't um, believe that's the first suggestion. Yeah. So he put me on like a low dose of like Zoloft. Zoloft. <laughs> that's what I was on. I went home. I took the medication that morning, the next morning, like woke up, had my coffee and breakfast, took the pill the first time. And then at like 11 o'clock, we went to the grocery store, Rick and I and Allie, baby Allie. And in the middle of the grocery store, I had a complete panic attack and like ran to the car. And I was like, I can't be like, yeah. and that, I mean, you felt like everything was closing yeah. in on you and yeah. I'm freaking out. And like, I just had this feeling that I couldn't control yeah. and it just kept going. And I was, and then Rick that night left on a work trip out of town for a week mm -hmm. and it continued to get worse and worse. And I went back in for a doctor's appointment and I was like, the meds are making me crazy. And he said, no, they don't work that fast. Um, but you're super sensitive it's to medication. You. You're, you're crazy and you're, you need to let the meds keep working. And I was like, uh, okay. And he, I remember him telling me that um, he would prescribe me anxiety meds. So I think he gave me like Ativan or something. Mm -hmm. So then I went home. It continued to happen. I, at the point where I like went and stayed at a friend's cause I couldn't be alone cause I was just panicking in the middle of the night. So I went back in, he wasn't there. So I saw another doctor. She again told me that I was crazy. I can't believe that. And she said, I'm going to send you down to the, um, I can't remember what she said. Psych unit. Uh, no, behavioral health. She said a counselor. 
I think she uh-huh. did counselor. Uh-huh. And I was like, finally, like someone <laughs> is getting me like someone to talk to. Like yeah. I need to explain. So I went down there. The lady, I sit in her office. I'm with, I'm with Allie this whole time. I have to take her everywhere with me. I hand her the clipboard. She it or she hands me a clipboard and tells me to write down all my information, my name, my address, um, like weird stuff. And I remember so you're writing basically figuring out your like intake. Kind of. It was a one paper. And I remember just thinking, like, what a weird and the questions were kind of funky. <laughs> Not like nothing like, you've ever had to answer. What a weird thing. And I hand it back to her and she hands me her card and she goes, Thank you. Let me know if you need anything. My number's on the card. Wait, what? I look at her card, social worker. Mm. And I walk back out and I'm like, oh what my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. then I made an appointment for the next day again with my old doctor and I went in and I was like, I need a therapist. I need to get off the meds. They're making me crazy. And he told me if you get, he said, you have like psychiatric problems. If you get off the medication, I will send them to take your daughter away. <gasps> and I was like, what? And he basically forced me to keep taking them. And Rick was out of town. And I remember calling him and my mom and my dad crying, like, what do I do? Like, I can't, I'm, these medications are making me crazy, but I can't stop. But they think you're crazy. So they put yeah. you on these medications. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they were that's making just me worse. Like, so traumatic. I don't know how. So I called Rick and he, I, in the military, you have to send a Red Cross message to get them to come home if they're away. So I had to send a Red Cross message. They got him home early. Um, and he had to take me into his like chaplain. And he was like, tell me your story. So I told him everything that happened. And he had to like write down in a letter that he spoke with me and that he okayed me to get off the medication in case they like came. It's just insane. Isn't that wild? I I can't believe how. And you can have postpartum depression yes. anxiety till your kids are two, I think. I, say. I feel like. She was I, 18 months. Yeah. No, I just. And I explained my my whole history because, like, for a year after having her, it was horrible. So, like, he knew. It just was crazy to me. But This is bringing up so much because now that you're saying it, it's connecting so much that you can have it up to two. Uh When I had Alexia, I mean, it was a really bad relationship to begin with. So, I felt like I was always living with anxiety and situational depression. But I remember the first time feeling depressed was when I was pregnant with Alexia, I thought I associated so much to my relationship. Prenatal. Yeah. But I mean, it might've been situational, but it it was definitely chemical because I felt it. I mean, I remember, and this is like super raw, so I'm just putting it out there, (laughs) but I remember being pregnant and thinking, I don't even want to eat the food to nourish this baby. I don't care if I am going to like, I could die right now and I would be okay with it. Like I had some really dark thoughts. Yeah. And I remember the house I was living in at the time, I would just close the windows and the blinds and just sleep all yeah, day. That was me with Allie when she was born. It's crazy. There was one point where I walked. She was probably two weeks old. And I walked out of the house across the street to the neighbor's house and knocked on her door. She was an older lady. She had like a little bit older kids. And she opened the door and I handed Allie to her and walked home. Wow. And she, I just was like, um, and see, no, I thank you. I'm done. I feel like I, don't I didn't want, have that. Like, and like in my head, I didn't have that option. You yeah. know, I was like, so then when she came, I remember there were nights I would be nursing her and my ex was of no help. Yeah. You know, like I would sit on the bed and rock her or I'd nurse her. And I would just get this like feeling of just like grabbing my hair and I would pull it. Yeah, I, I would know I that would, feeling. Yeah, yeah, I would pull my hair to relieve the yeah. stress. Because it was like, yeah. it's like your whole body just tenses. Yeah. yeah. And then I, when I left her dad, 
I went to, I think I just had like a physical appointment or maybe this was, I forget why I had to go or why I even went, but I went and I was telling my doctor what I was going through and how I was feeling. And before I knew it, she was handing me a prescription to Zoloft and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm depressed. And then, so I went to the, to the pharmacy to pick up, I like, I went, I was on like robot mode because yes. I had just yeah. left and I was just like trying to survive. Everything's cloudy. Yeah. yeah. Everything You're was cloudy. Just- and then, so I went to the pharmacy and the pharmacist, you know, they do a consult if you're, it's a first time med. And he was like, the first sentence was, if you start to have suicidal thoughts, it's not you, it's the medication. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I took the medication. I went home and then I was like, I don't even have those thoughts right now. Why am I going to take something that's going to give me those thoughts? Yeah. So I never took them. Oh, I, I'm yeah, sure I never took bad. them. But then, but then like you fast forward with Malaya, I feel like I did have postpartum depression, but I was too stubborn to admit. And I was so busy because my mom had left me with the business to go to Mexico. And I was just like in survival mode. Yeah. And then, so I didn't process any of that. Like crazy at all. Like that would be the first thing you think a doctor would take into consideration is if you're pregnant or you just had a baby. Like, But, but you know, it makes sense with my, with Gigi one of the questionnaires I first filled out was, how are you feeling? Maybe they didn't have this questionnaire before. I feel like I don't remember answering those in either of my two pregnancies before or post, you know, post-delivery yeah. appointments. But my first one, I remember I filled out the questionnaire and they pulled Will aside and they said like, she's not okay. She yeah. needs to, you know, like she needs to talk to her doctor about this. And, yeah. and so with Genevieve, I was on Zoloft. I was on a very small dose, but it was, I was so in my head about it. Cause I was like, I don't need this. And I was so, I have this whole thing. I don't trust the medical system. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to take anything that my body's going to become so dependent on that. Now I'm going to need more of this medication. And then that one's not going to work anymore. So they're going to put me on yeah. something else. Or have a bad reaction Cause I've seen people it. that get into this, yeah. it becomes a snowball and it scared me. So that was when I started working out and really yeah. channeling into something else. And so I started taking Gigi on walks in the stroller, like long walks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's so crazy how people, I don't know. I remember taking Allie to, I took her to a play date at my friend's house. Like I walked over, Rick was gone at work and she still was maybe two or three weeks old. Mm-hmm. And I took her over and my friend had a two-year-old son and I was sitting there talking to her and he just started screaming and throwing a temper yeah. tantrum. And I stood up with Allie and I was like, I need to go. Yeah. And she's like, where are you going? And I was like, to the doctor right now. I like, it just triggered something in me. And I put Allie in, her, in the car and I drove straight to the pediatrician because my doctor was not helpful at all. Yeah. And I remember just walking in, holding her car seat and they were like, hi, do you have an appointment? And I'm like, no, but I need help. And they were like, you got to make an appointment. Like we can't, we don't have Typical time to staff see you. Opera, and I remember like, them sending me home and I was like, I'm not okay. Like, and then we I'm wonder why okay. women hesitate to speak up about this stuff because, yeah, because who's, nobody's no trained to, to see, I, I don't know, something needs to happen where people are trained to see a mom in distress because there have been times where I'm like loading my groceries on the edge of a panic attack. And thank God, like I remember after Gigi, the first time I went to the store, I took Malaya and Gigi and I got through that store like barely. I just... And I was at the car unloading the groceries and I was like literally in tears trying to keep it all in because yeah. I had Malaya with me. And this sweet man walks by and he goes, can I help you with the rest of those? 
And I said, yes, you can. And I was like, I, and I was like, you have no idea how much I needed yeah. this help today. Thank you so much. And yeah, why are there no doctors for after you have, like, there should be doctors there for you. Not just your posts, like yeah. just checking the vaginal region. Like the like, OBGYN is yeah. like, goodbye. All they care about the is out. how are you healing? Yeah. Uh, like physically, but yeah. they don't ask you how you're feeling emotionally yeah. and mentally. Yeah. I remember taking Allie to her for or maybe it was a few weeks in, we switched her from one pediatrician to another because it was in the off. It was yeah. in the building Rick worked at. He worked at a hospital. And um, I walked in for her appointment and then the doctor started talking to me and then he went out and he talked to Rick and then he came back in and he's like, we're not letting you leave here until I get you set up with a psychiatrist yeah. and like three people. But he was like, you're, you're not okay. And I was like, how have I been to four different doctor's offices and, and my daughter's pediatrician, off. who is a man, is the first person to tell me to care about me, like to care at all. Well, I'm so grateful for him, but I'm so sorry you went through that. It's just, you know, these are the things I think, too, that would help if moms told the real stories and the raw stories, yeah. because it is it, there is still so much stigma around mental health, postpartum, yeah. you know, prenatal yeah. depression, anxiety. And I mean, just, I mean, just talking about it in general is hard enough, let alone in the, I'm a new mom role. Yeah. So I think more women just need to come forward yeah. with their, their struggles because Especially there's usually people who don't have like help. Like, yeah. Uh, when Allie was four weeks old, my mom came mm -hmm. all the way. Cause we were in Maryland. Yeah. She came all the way and flew me back home to Hawaii, me and Allie. Yeah. And there was like, my sister still lived at home yeah. and her my sisters and my dad and my mom were just all on rotation of taking care of her mm -hmm. and I was on Ativan every eight hours and I was literally a zombie a for zombie. two weeks I just laid around yeah. I didn't do anything and like what happens to the people who are that bad and don't have don't have that support yeah don't yeah have and I, mean, take I think care this is where it comes down to it's so important too to have like multi-generational families and yeah. like this is why it's so beautiful that you know, in other cultures, there are more than one generation living together that they take care of, you know, the, the, the previous generation knows yeah. what, and they, like in Mexico, they call it a cuarentena, the first 40 days, a woman is not to get up from the bed, shower, nothing. Like you're supposed to just lay in bed and recover yeah. and people that still live like that still do it. And so I remember when I had Alexia, my grandma, my dad's mom was still alive and she came I was staying at my sister's little beach cottage um, and she came to see me and I was wearing a tank top that had an open back. You I, like if she could have wh whooped me, she would have <laughs> because she was like, cover your back. That's not good for your breast milk, you know, and it was like these things that were just like like she thought I was crazy and I had been cleaning and mopping the floor yeah. in my sister's and place before like, she got there. Down. Yeah. And no, she didn't know that if she wouldn't know that yeah. she for sure would have whooped my ass, yeah. even if I just had a baby. Yeah. But you know, th th we need the wisdom of the, the, of the people that have lived through and it. And the help. Like, and especially, yeah. Don't be too proud to take the help. That's it. <laughs> like, and I learned that when I had my infection, it was like, I'm saying yes to anyone that yeah. wants to help because I need to. Yeah. I, I'm, but I'm, I can't do the prideful thing anymore. I need yeah. the help yeah. and I'm, I'm okay to say I'm a mess and I need help. <laughs> yeah. I, I truly don't know what I would have done for two weeks on my oh. own with her because the only way that I oh, could like God cope the support was system. Yeah. meds that numbed me and then I wasn't, I couldn't take care of her, but yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I remember think... coming home too and my friends being like, Oh, you're home. Like, we're going to come see the baby. Let's go do this yeah. and this. And I'm like, like, I can't, my brain is mm -hmm 
stopped. Yeah. Like, I, there, I can't do anything but survive And that's so right hard, now. too, because I feel like as friend groups, we're so conditioned to just be like, oh, everything's peachy. And, yeah. you know, friends that don't have babies sometimes don't understand that. And I remember after yeah. I had Gigi, I was just like, I would have things set up with friends and then I would cancel it the morning of because I was just feeling like shit. And Especially I could I didn't have energy for her or myself, let, let alone somebody outside of my yeah birthing experience you know especially when you're young too like I was 23 my friends were not married they didn't have kids they're like woo, fun baby like cool you have a baby like no no, it's literally sucking the life out of you like literally literally physically and emotionally oh my gosh yeah oh man well I guess we can put that on self-care too is you know being able to voice that we're not okay and and share our stories of of not being okay because I think it's it's like crucial to our, yeah, to our lives to yeah, be able I to say like I'm not okay and I need something. I hear and see so many stories, especially of husbands who don't understand mm-hmm. it too. And I'm so thankful. Like Rick, I would make him stay up till one in the morning, yeah, awake. I'm like, do not fall asleep because I was just scared to be alone. Yeah. And yeah, there's people who have husbands who are like, yeah, what. Who they don't get it. Oh, like, my, stop my being lazy. Like get that. up and, yeah, it's crazy. And like, that's why I'm so grateful that I have Will, who not only understands it medically, but he's just so, like, in tune to, to me. Yeah. That he was like, mm-hmm. we need to, you need to start doing something. And he encouraged me in, like, the best way possible. Yeah. Like, you he know? knows when you need to rest mm-hmm. and knows when you need to get your butt up yeah. and move. Yeah. <laughs> he, and and mo- more than likely, it's that I yeah. need to get, if I'm sitting, there's something wrong with me. Yes. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, Rick would come home from work at the end of the day because we were in Maryland and it was January when she was born yeah. to dead of winter. And I we had blackout curtains in our room and I would have all the blinds closed and just be in the dark all day. And he would come home from work and he's like, this is not helping. Yeah. Like, look at the sunlight. Yeah. And that's how I knew I wasn't OK. Crazy. I was just in my room. When yeah. do I ever want to stay anywhere for more than a Never. second? <laughs> But so on that birthing stories, oh I love gosh, that. I so know. in honor of Mother's, Mother's Day, Day, we talked about our birthing stories and self-care and the ups and downs. And yeah. Damn, we deserve that hotel Fucking stay we do. next year. Damn right. <laughs> if, if our husband, if my husband listens to no episode but this one, this is the one. it's fine. It's, this is the one, okay? She's <laughs> probably like, out there. I heard this. And then, so I wanted to share something with you today. So I want you to watch this video. Okay. Okay. In honor of Alexia, I want you to watch this video and then tell me what you think of it. So fish play. Okay. And then we'll share it on the podcast page because I want to know what people think. All right. Let's see. Oh, wait. The volume's up. good that's so good i thought so too okay oh so gosh. listen the story is i got it <laughs> the worst right the splatty oh one yeah okay so i got a call from the assistant principal <gasps> about this video okay <laughs> i could not keep my shit together i tried to be a very professional parent here on this phone call but okay, Why? so what's funny is that she showed me this video the day before when she made it and I was cracking up because I was like, that guy actually looks like he would have that kind of fart, right? Okay, so it's her filming kids sitting Randomly in her Randomly in her periods, school, yes. And it says what she they would add, sound she like. She just add, like, added sounds. What it's it not, would sound like if, if these they people fart. farted. Yeah. yeah. 
right? And it matches what they look like. <laughs> I know, I know. Somehow, so she, I, I thought that was good work. Yeah, I think it's great. I thought it was hilarious. And so then the next, fast forward to the next day, my phone's ringing and it's the school and I'm like, fuck, what does she do now? You know, like now I'm, I might be on a first name basis with this <laughs> fucking school. So I answer and it, and he tells me his name and this is the vice principal and and I, I'm sitting here with Alexia and I'm like, oh God, I'm not just waiting for it. Like, what is it? And he goes, you know, we had multiple calls from parents about an inappropriate video Alexia posted on on TikTok, right? And I'm thinking, was she twerking? What was, was happening? Yeah. Was she naked? That is not right? Okay, so I am like going to there, yeah. you know? And he goes, you know, she made a TikTok video without people's consent with fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just start laughing? I wanted to, and I was like, okay. And I said, <laughs> and he goes, and it's just, you know, I've been sitting here talking to Alexia, telling her how completely inappropriate this is. And, you know, it's just really disrespectful of these students and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so I'm thinking, first of all, is he shitting me? <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't like, you have better things to right? worry about? Like you guys have sniff dogs on campus and you're calling me about a fucking fart video. And there's like a whole, how many Instagram accounts of kids at school that's taken without their That consent? was what I told of him. I said, and I said, I understand this is an issue because parents called in. I'm so sorry. Do I need to reach out to any parent to apologize? And he was like, I just made sure Alexia deleted it and she is apologizing to the students. And I said, okay, that's great. Thank you so much. And then I said, "Is and I said, just so you know, though, the school has pages for kids that have fall asleep in class or are doing other funny things. Alexia has been the butt of a lot of those. She has sent them to me. I don't care. I think it's funny. These kids, you know, yeah. and it and, and so it's just like and she, so she got a Saturday school oh my for gosh. inappropriate use of class time oh for gosh. being on her phone in class and for videotaping kids without consenting and for. Um, inappropriate behavior because it was fart noises. And so <laughs> I get off the phone and I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe this is real. So I send Will the, I have Alexia send Will the video and I'm like, can oh you watch this Did and tell me? It was hilarious. He thought it was hilarious. He, yeah. And we were, so we're cracking up and it's just like, I can't believe the school literally called me about fart noises. Did parents really complain? Are people that fucking soft now that you can't joke time. about fart noises? Their kids are just sitting there. I'm sorry. It's not like but she filmed them in the bathroom don't take using the bathroom. So like, <laughs> oh and, and so I just thought it was funny. But that class time, actually, it was like at the end of a period. And the teacher said, you guys have free time. You can do what you want with yeah, it. It looks like they're doing nothing. Right. And that's and, and that's what he said. It makes the school look like they're doing nothing. Well, so now you're more concerned about that. Yeah. Like worry oh about the garbage. There's the so dogs. much worse things going on at the school. I can't so that is the could. humor of my child, <laughs> and I thought I it was it. good work. It I thought I work. think she should be a video producer of some sort. <laughs> yeah, she should get. She should some, get video credits or something, yeah. like some kind of kickback from Pepto Bismol or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I so anyway, so I ended up that phone call with like, is he serious right now? She should put it back up and just put like black no. across <laughs> her eyes. When I picked her up from school, I asked her. So I got the call and she was like, Yeah, mom, you wanna know what's even funnier is the paper that he made me sign. And like it said inappropriate behavior and above it he wrote in parentheses fart noises on the <laughs> 
contract she had to sign for Saturday school. And she was like, I can't believe I got in trouble for this. She should have been like, wait, can I take a picture of that? That's funny. I know, seriously. So we'll we'll share this. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can get in trouble with the school, but you know. What are they gonna do to you? Right? I don't know. Put me in Saturday school. Please do put me in Saturday school. Both of us. That'd be a great podcast. That would actually be a great podcast. (laughs) Oh my So we got more content coming, you guys. We're gonna get we're gonna get suspended (laughs) from a school we don't even go to. (laughs) I'm gonna get my daughter banned, which she'd probably be happy if she had to switch schools at this point. So it's all good. Oh my gosh. So I leave you guys with that funny story. We'll share it on the podcast uh page on Life's Lemonade dot unfiltered on Instagram. Yes. And then we'll share it on our sound bites. <laughs> yeah. And maybe in our group too. We should share that in our group for <laughs> we sure. We have a Facebook group. So go find us. I thought it was hilarious. So I it think is. you guys should see it. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. If Ellie came I know. and was like, somebody made a video and I'm in it with a fake fart noise, I would be like, that is kind of hilarious. <laughs> what are you so offended about? If you're right. offended about that, Oh, girl, the world girl, is going to hurt you. I know, you. <laughs> for real, right? Like, um, you know what? Please make more of these videos. We're yeah. going to give them tougher skin now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to need it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so learn right. to laugh at yourselves, guys. Yeah. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Till next time. Till next week. Yeah. <laughs>